helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today's show is about protecting against tragic news. We are bombarded from time to time with tragic news events such as bombings at concerts or beheaded of beheading of people. And I think these things take a toll on us. I'm seeing a number of young people who have come in who are having anxieties because of things that they have watched online or things that they have heard in the news. So the need for this show today arise out of uh, these these kind of things that are becoming more and more common in our society. But before we go into today's show, let me welcome all of you as listeners. For those of you who have been faithful listeners, we thank you very much for joining us again and welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time. We are on the air every Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. And with me in studio as usual, for those of you who are new, uh, is Melissa Wagat. And welcome again, Melissa, and thank you for joining us in discussing this very important topic. It's a pleasure as always, Michael, and it's always great to explore these great topics with you. Thank you very much, Melissa. And before we get into the rest of the show, uh, let us tell the listeners a little bit about ELIM for those who might not be familiar with the with who we are as an organization and what we do. I think that's we are a, more than a radio show. We right? are. We are. It's just one piece of the puzzle of Elam. And um, if you want to get the full story, we encourage you to check out the website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And as our web address alludes to, we also do provide professional counseling services here in Ottawa. We have a team of excellent trained psychotherapists <laughs> who provide counseling for a variety of mental health challenges and relationship challenges here in Ottawa. So if this is something that you or a loved one would benefit from, we encourage you to uh, visit us or give us a call at 613-699-1677 or Check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. What sets this uh, counseling ministry apart is the fact that we do come at our counseling from a biblical perspective. All our psychotherapists are Bible believers, and they do incorporate spirituality um, into the counseling sessions if the client so desires, because we really do feel that mind, body, and spirit are all linked. And for optimal health and wellness, you need to look at all of those areas. The other thing that makes us unique is that we do offer counseling services on a sliding scale. We've come to recognize that many people who need counseling services the most may not be able to access it due to finances. So to help them get the help that they need, our counseling services are available on a sliding scale. But to do that, we do rely upon donations. So if you have benefited from our services in the past or have enjoyed listening to this radio show, we invite you to consider donating to this ministry so that you can help people get counseling services when they need that most. If you want to donate, we you can do that through the website at elamcounselingministry.com or by phone at 613-699-1677. So we have the radio show, we have the counseling service, and we also have a conference that's coming up as well. We're busy here at Elam. Absolutely. There's a lot <laughs> I don't of think you sleep. Go. I've joked with Michael in the past. I must let you know that I don't think this man 
ever sleeps. He tells me he does, but he always seems to have something new and exciting going on. And this conference is no exception. And I said that I have a team of volunteers and staff around me that help me with a lot of what I do and other therapists as well. So uh, I'm not doing all of this by myself, Melissa. That's good self-care, <laughs> Michael. That's good self-care. Or helping, including a very lovely and faithful wife that, that helps me with a lot of lot, lot of what I do here uh, on this radio show and, and with the ministry. So if you're listening, Denise, thank you very much for your, your help. <laughs> <laughs> and so this conference is coming up, is coming up on September 30th. Am I right on that? September 30th Absolutely. here in Ottawa? September 30th, and it's at 1820 Carling Avenue at the Church of God Church on, on Carling Avenue. And uh, the conference is going to be from 8.30, and it's a Saturday morning from 8.30 until 12.30. And we'll be looking at a, a number of different topics. That the, the, the title of the conference is The First Love conference and it's dealing with first love in three primary areas first love in terms of loving yourself in a healthy way there are many of us who have misinterpreted bible passages and have become doormats for others or we have not been able to uh, live up to our full potential because of damage to our self-esteem. We can't see ourselves as playing certain roles. So that first part of the conference is about restoring healthy self-love. And then the second part of the conference is uh, restoring romantic love in relationships. Romantic love in relationships are affected for a number of reasons. Some of it is baggage from past relationships, but some of it is also uh, because of things that have happened in the past, in your early years, that you're not even aware that it's affecting your relationship. So we're talking, we're, we're going to be addressing uh, the, the, the love in relationship, restoring first love. One of the things that happened in the early stage of relationship because of the all the, the love chemicals that are flowing in the brain, these challenges are sometimes overshadowed and they only start coming out once those hormones start subsiding and then people realize wow what happened to this spontaneous loving person that i'm married to where has that person gone and a lot of times this is because that first love has been lost because there are things happening in the background that are not addressed and so we're going to be helping couples to overcome some of those issues that sabotage their relationship and in the third area is the area of spirituality, love of God. We will be talking about uh, restoring a healthy love of God, or maybe if you haven't had that love, you've always desired it, but not have it, is to help help believers attain that level of spirituality that they have been off that they've been after, believe it or not. There are psychological reasons why we do not pray the way that we should or we, we do not spend time with God the way that we should. And so we're going to be looking at some of those obstacles and helping believers to aspire to the levels that God intended for them. So we're very excited about this conference. Don't make the mistake that many people make in our last event where they waited until it was too late to register and they realized that a month from the event, all the seats were already 
sold out. So if you'd like to come to this event, we encourage you to register early and get your name on board. To register, give us a call at 613-699-1677 or register by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. So today's show is all about protecting against the effect of negative news. And we're probably all aware that we're in a a state now where we're in the 24-hour, seven-day-a-week news cycle. It's not just on TV anymore. It's literally in the palm of our hands on our smartphone or devices. Um, whereas in the past, you had to wait to the next morning to read the paper or till the one evening newscast with that one faithful host that was always there to get your news. Whereas nowadays, it's on 24-7. And unfortunately, some of the stories aren't that positive. And we're not talking about censorship today. We're not saying don't tell those stories, but there are consequences for us sometimes when we're hearing those negative, really tragic things over and over and over again, often under the breaking news banner, right? Yes, and that, that breaking news banner is is almost uh, comic, if you think about it. And I realized, uh, watching one of the, the, the breaking news channels recently, that they were saying breaking news for about an hour, and they were just repeating the same thing. And every time that they said breaking news, as if my anxiety level went up, because I'm thinking, oh, what else did they learn? Did someone else die? Did they capture the ter- terrorists? Did something happen? And I realized that they were just saying the same thing over and over, but my anxiety level was spiking each time that they said, breaking news, breaking news. You know, and, and I think a lot of people with that bombardment, they feel as if they, they're ex- experiencing this anxiety level and this spike in their anxiety. And it's the same old news that has been making your body feel as if there is some tragic event that has just happened over again. And so part of the reason for today's show is the fact that news is available 24-7. Is there another reason we wanted to talk about this today? Well, I think another reason that we need to talk about is that it does have effect uh, on us emotionally. It has effect on us as adults. It has effect on our kids. And I think the, the Bible talks about, let this mind be in you, which were also in Christ Jesus. And there's also a passage in uh, Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9, where it talks about whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report. And if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And then it goes on to say that, and the God of peace will be with you. And I think there is a sense in which our spirituality is also affected by these things. Because as we pour more and more of these negative things into our mind, it affects the way we see the world. It affects the way that we see God. And there are many Christians who have become disillusioned because they felt like, wow, there's so so much evil in the world. How could a loving God allow all of this evil to happen? But the thing is that the news don't broadcast the good things that are happening in the world. And so it's very easy, easy to get this uh, th- this very uh, one-sided view of what the world is like, 
because of this bombardment of things that we read on social media or that we hear in these news stories. So you described within yourself some of the physical effects of watching the breaking news banner and the flashy uh, graphics on TV going on in your own self. Are there other effects that have been shown from watching tragic news stories over and over and over? Well, I think uh, some of the other effects is that people experience stress, like I talk about my personal experience, but people develop post-traumatic stress symptoms as a result of these stories. They have have not experienced these things themselves, but just by hearing about it, they begin to develop uh, post-traumatic stress where you know, for example, every time that they they see a person that looks like the terrorist, they, they start feeling anxious or their mind flashes back to the event that they that they heard on the news and they're experiencing these symptoms. There are some people that have post-traumatic stress where they can't go to certain places. They're afraid of going in the mall because they heard of an event where terrorists took over a mall. And so these post-traumatic stress symptoms are very, very real for a lot of people. Another effect is depression. Some people might not have the post-traumatic stress symptoms, but they become depressed because their minds have been bombarded over and over and over by these negative things, and they just see the whole of life as being being purposeless and, and, and hopeless, and so they fall into depression. Has anyone ever studied this and the effects of this? Yes, there is one study that was done after the Oklahoma City bombing in which they they, they did a, a study of children aged 6 to 12. And what they found is that children who reported that most or all of their television viewing after the event surrounded surrounded the bombings, that these, these children had more post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms than other children who viewed less television. And what was really very shocking about this report is that the report goes on to say that even for, for that people who viewed the, the bombings more on television showed more post-traumatic stress symptoms than even people who had lost a relative in the bombing. So just think about that. People who have had the personal experience of losing someone in the bombing feared better than people who were watching the news over and over and over and over again. And this just shows us the power of how these things can affect us emotionally, that it's affecting people even more than if they had lost a loved one in the bombing. Is there any other effects that have been seen by this constant bombardment? I think one of the the, the most uh, one of the most frightening effect of this constant bombardment of negative news story is that it has resulted in a lack of empathy among especially our young people who grew up with social media and grew up with with these negative images at their fingertips. There is, the the University of Michigan reported that there was a 40% drop in empathy among college students a decade ago, about the same time that social media uh, became a part of uh, of students' life. And so this drop of empathy is now having effects in how people respond to people who are hurt or people 
take care of others or people react to others or need. And there's this very tragic story that was told recently of the, the drowning of Jamel Dunn, where this man was drowning and there were teenagers between the ages of 14 to 18 who were watching him drown and none of them called 911 or tried to help him. Shockingly, what they did is that they all took out their smartphones and they started videotaping Mr. Dunn as he drowned and, and made him comment like they, they, were, they were narrating the circumstance of how he was drowning. And they watched him took his final breath and went under the water and showed no remorse. And police, even after the event, interviewed these students and they said one of the things that we found strange is that that there was no remorse that was shown by these teenagers. And I'm not trying to say here that all teenagers are like that. Yes, this is maybe a, 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 an incident that is not very common, that wouldn't happen in most cases, but I think it's a testimony to the fact that something is happening among our young people that is taking away their capacity to show empathy. And I just think it's also that when you're hearing so much negative over and over again, nothing shocks you anymore. I'm even thinking when you watch the six o'clock news, if you're like many families, you're eating supper while it's on in the background and in the ticker you hear however many thousand people died or you have these pictures of starving children and you continue eating your food and talking about the day and that's just background noise. So it's not just the teenagers, it's just there's so much so often Mm -hmm. that it just becomes this accessory buzzing in your ear that you don't even register that Oh my gosh. Yes, we become desensitized to what's happening because it's become such a part of our lives. So, you know, you hear of someone who is beheaded or some bomb that goes on at a concert and it's just like, oh yeah, it's just another bombing. It's not as big a deal as it would be if this, if these things were, were, far and few in between. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we are talking about protecting yourself against the effects of tragic news and how you can guard your mind uh, against these events. If you have missed the first part of the show and you want to listen to it, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us for a copy of the show at 613-699-1677. So we're just in the process of discussing the effects of this constant bombardment of negativity, um, typically from the news, but we also talked about things on our smartphones, on different feeds you may be involved with. It's just around us all the time. Yeah. And we're talking about that there are true effects that come from that. And we just finished discussing the fact that it can decrease the level of empathy we have. Anything else that can be seen from it? Well, I I think when we look at what's happening with this decrease in empathy, I think it's also... Uh, affect our spirituality, as I said before, because a lot of kids who are now uh, bombarded by these negative things, it gives the picture of a world that's out of control. And and many people, in because of just this one-sided view of watching these images over and over again, they can see God. Where is God in this? So I think it has a spiritual effect as well, where where people become very 
callous in their outlook towards the world and they can't see a, the hand of a loving God because of this one-sided view that these new stories tend to give of the world. The world is just this, seem to be this chaotic place where there is no order and, and where things just happen uh, for no particular reason. And so we talked about earlier that there can be true um, psychological effects and emotional effects from this. If you're someone maybe who's suffering from some emotional effects from watching these types of images over and over again or reading these stories, what kind of techniques can they employ to start working through that? Well, before we get into the techniques part of it, let me talk about some practical steps that mm-hmm. we can take because I think there are some very practical things we can do. Like to begin with, I think you can limit yourself to the emotional amount of time that you watch those images, those breaking news. So one of the things that I did when I realized that this person was saying breaking news, breaking news every 15 minutes, but was just reporting the same thing, was that I turned off the television because I realized it was making me stressed, thinking that there was some big thing that has happened. So one of the things you can do is just turn turn off, just refuse to, to, to watch this un- thing unfolding step by step by saying, if there is something new that's happened, that's a big headline, I'll hear about it. I don't need to, to have an up-to-the-minute report of what is going on. But sometimes, Melissa, we are sucked into these stories that it's like reading a book. You know, you want to know what comes next. Are they going to catch a terrorist? Like, have they found out who did it? It's like, you know, wanting to read that other chapter. So I think we can disengage by just saying, it's not really that important to have an up-to-the-minute report. And I can turn off this news. I can refuse to have anything, to hear anything about this for the next week. Because if there is anything big and anything significant, and anything significant, I will hear about it. The second practical thing that we can do when it comes to social media content is that we can make a, a conscious effort to refuse to, to look at gory images. Like there, there are videos that have been posted about people being beheaded and people have gone online and watched these videos and it has left them scarred because these images keep coming back in their minds of what they saw. So I think you can help yourself by refusing to look at these these content, these gory details of, of news stories. And I think for especially for those of us with children, I think it's important to monitor the the computers in our home and having the right kind of parental features in place where children do not have these access to these kind of gory images because these things affects the mind. You know, uh, we talked about talked about Philippians four verse eight and nine, where it talks about whatever things are lovely and of good report, think of these things and the God of peace will be with you. Well, the flip side of that scripture, what that is saying to us is that if we fill our minds with unlovely things, if we fill our minds with things that are, that are not of good report, then we're not going to have the God of peace with us. We're not going to have that peace that we want and we're going to feel uh, find ourselves 
tormented and having PTSD symptoms. And that's not what we want. So I think we should protect ourselves from that. And I think that's a really good point because we're not saying deny that these things are happening or shut off completely. It's being wise in how you allow that information into your life. Absolutely. Because we're not we're not trying to be ostriches here. Yes, yes. We're not trying to bury our head in the sand and pretend that bad things don't happen. But we don't have to flood our brain with it 24 mm-hmm. seven. You know, and I think with social media that's become a possibility where we are just watching the same thing over and over, reading the same thing. So if someone has been particularly troubled by something they've seen or heard, how can they process that? You talked about people sometimes watch these videos with really graphic content and they're seeing it over and over and over and again in their mind. How can you go through and process that type of stuff? Well, I think one of the the first thing that we can do is to understand how our minds work, right? So we have these two parts to to our, our two types of memory. There is this episodic memory that are when we see some things that become linked with emotions of of fear or anxiety, and. Uh, that kind of memory is what usually leads to things like PTSD. But then we have the other type of memory, which is semantic memory. And semantic memory deals with more factual content of what is being seen. Like, okay, this is a bad event. And you talk about we're not burying our heads in the sand. So uh, the, the, the important uh, principle here is we want to get things to move from being episodic memory to being semantic memory. And this is a process that sometimes happens with the passage of time. An example of that will be like if someone died it, initially, it's it's episodic memory where you think about a person and there is these feelings of grief and tears. But with the passage of time, this memory be, becomes more semantic memory. Oh, yes, you know, uh, my uncle so-and-so died, but that was 10 years ago. And it's a factual thing. It's no longer linked to those strong emotions. So there are techniques to help people uh, move the memory for sometimes memory becomes stuck and even 10 years after seeing an image it is stuck in your brain so there are some techniques that we can use to get that memory to pass on into semantic memory and one of the ways that we can do this is by a technique that is called the stop sign technique and this is where if you have an image that is struggling let us say that you watch this beheading and all you can think of is this image of what you saw one one technique is just imagine every time that this thought comes into your brain, you imagine a big red stop sign that has the word stop on it, and you focus on that stop sign, and then you replace that thought with a more pleasant thought. Again, it's the Philippians 4 verse 8 and 9 principle, whatsoever things are lovely, think on these things. So you're Placing that gory image with, with, with an image that's more pleasant, with something that, that, that's more positive. And by repeating this over and over and over again, every time that image comes into your mind, you will find that eventually you will disconnect from the image. So that's one technique. Another technique is what I call the Judah technique. And this is a, a, a technique in Judah wrestling where when uh, an opponent comes at you, you don't resist the opponent. You use the weight of the opponent to throw the opponent 
behind you. So in other words, the person is rushing towards you. You don't run and brace the person away from you. You said you welcome the person with that force and you roll back, roll back, and then the person falls over you. So the Judah technique is saying, don't resist the image. Confront and overcome it instead of avoiding it. And so an example of this is if you have seen something that is gory and every time that it comes up in your mind, you have anxiety and fear and you push it away and it keeps coming up, the, it, the, the, the confronting technique is, okay, let me really sit and think about what I saw, process what I saw, and move on. And in other words, you're, you're confronting the image and getting over the power that it has over you. Now, this is sometimes best done by working with a therapist that is trained in dealing with trauma. And we have therapists at Elim Counseling Services who are trained in, in this art of dealing with trauma. And so if something is, is bothering you like that, with the help of a therapist, they can help you to face it, confront it, and take away its power. Now we're told in, in, in Corinthians, I think it's Second Corinthians 10, verse 8 and 9, that we're to take thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. And kind, this is kind of what this technique is, because it takes these thoughts captive and, 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 and makes them powerless instead of trying to run away from them. And then the third technique is what I call engaging in positive actions. Sometimes our thoughts trouble us because they, we, we, we remain focused on them. And so in, in, in that scripture that we read earlier, Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9, where Paul goes on to say, Whatsoever you have learned and received and heard of and seen in me, put these things into practice. So he's now moved on from just the thought component to the action component, where he's saying, act in positive ways, begin to do things. And I think for people who are disillusioned about the world, are troubled about things that they have seen, become involved in, in, in something that's altruistic. Uh, do something for someone. Help someone in need. Volunteer your time to help people who might be, be the kind of person that you saw victimized in the video and these kind of things will help you to overcome the negative effects of what you have seen i've learned so much as usual from you michael thank you so much for going through this with us today thank you very much melissa and thank you very much for all uh, audience out there listening to this show we thank you for joining us in this episode of the live transformation radio show we are out of time for today but we are back on the air next monday morning at 9 30 a.m. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services and Melissa Waggett, praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Mm-hmm.